TRP, your one-stop shop for all TRP products and daft parts. Proudly bringing you Offside Soccer on 88.7 FM. Jim Cashin with Offside. And Sean Maguire is the hero of the day. And good evening and you're welcome to Offside, your weekly soccer programme here on Community Radio Kilkenny City. As always, thanks to Morris O'Connor for an edition of Kilkenny Today. Morris will be back with us again between 5 and 6 on Friday. Um, joined in the studio as always by my partner in crime, Bear Scott. How are you, Bear? I'm not too bad. Not too bad, Jim. Any news? No, anything queer? How did Cheltenham go for you? It didn't go too bad, I have to say. No, it didn't go brilliant, but it was all right. Not too bad, not too bad. Um, We'll have our usual bits and pieces. We'll start off with the local stuff, as we always do. A little bit later on, we'll be joined by Liam Kelly O'Rourke. We'll be looking back at what happened in the FA Cup over in England, what happened in the Premier League, what will happen over the next few days international-wise. And we might have a look at this joint bid, Bear, that it looks like, you know, I never heard such negative publicity all day today about Ireland and this giant oh. UK bid I don't, I'm yeah. not so sure it's the government were probably thinking this was going to be a real feel good story oh, yeah, but I'm not yeah. so sure they're getting the reaction that uh, that they, they wanted expected, yeah. um, our text line as always if you want like to contribute to the programme is 086 353 7782 that's 056 353 7782. Well, the weekend just gone by. There was very, very limited action in Kilkenny. There was uh, obviously the weekend that was in it. An awful lot of clubs had had, uh, had the weekend booked off. And indeed, there was only two games played in the McCallman Cup. Stonyford uh, were beaten 4 0 at home to Freebooters, a, a routine victory for Freebooters, who indeed played a lot of the game with uh, with 10 men. They have a hectic few weeks coming up in outside competition, so that's why that game had to be played the weekend just gone by. And there was only one game played in the first division of the league. Garmin Villa and Freebooters B paid out excuse me played out a one all draw um, in Garen Green on Sunday morning a result you know Barman Villa are still they're probably going to be okay but they probably could do it another another win Booters B are definitely uh, definitely going to be okay the weekend ahead we have a lot more action to, to look forward to this weekend than we had the weekend just gone by uh, two teams involved in Leinster, Leinster Junior Cup action Freebooters never give me a little bit more about that or more about that in a little few minutes the McCallum Cup though there is Seven games down for decision in the McCallum Cup this weekend. Um, we'll know all the we'll know all the teams in the last in the last sixteen after this weekend. There's one of them indeed being played on Saturday evening. Highview Athletic were drawn at home to Evergreen Forty Six. That game has been played in Evergreen on the Kells Road on the AstroTurf pitch at half six. Evergreen Forty Six Division Three side. Highview Athletic have been relegated out of the out of the Premier Division, but they're still you know a decent side and and they play some nice stuff at times. And and the AstroTurf pitch inside in the Kells Road is going to suit them so you'd imagine Highview Athletic should be too good for Evergreen 46 in there um, Brookville are at home to River Rangers on Sunday morning River Rangers having a good season in Division 1 Brookville a mediocre season in the second division um, River Rangers maybe should get the job done there Thomastown A go to Johnstown to play Spa United Spa United are still in contention for promotion out of Division 3 but Thomastown's class should should tell there Ormondville are at home to Callan and Garen Green at 11 o'clock both of these all first division both of these clubs in the first division um, um, they've you know very tight affairs the couple of times they've played in the league Callan obviously going really well and in the, in, in the fight for the, to win the title um, you know maybe Callan might be a little bit too strong but don't be surprised if you hear of that one maybe going to penalties Evergreen C are at home to Tullerone 
Evergreen Sea um, are, in a, are, in a, are in a fight to re retain their first division status. Tullerone are in pole position to win Division 3, so there's a, there's a possibility that both these sides would be Division 2 teams next season. Evergreen Sea are a decent side, but Tullerone are in uh, real good form, and don't be surprised if maybe Tullerone might be, that might be one of the shocks of the round there, if Evergreen Sea are not, uh, are not on their guard. Castle Warren, Celtic are at home to St. John's. St. John's are still in the hunt for promotion out of Division 3. Castle Warren are are, are safe in Division 1. Castle Warren actually quite a decent side and I wouldn't be, I'd be surprised if they weren't too strong for St. John's on Sunday morning. And Thomastown B are at home to Dean Celtic B. Good draw for both of these, uh, these teams and gives them both a good chance to uh, qualify for the last 16 will give Thomas Town B the nod based on the, the being at home. One game in the Premier Division saying Clover United are home to Dean Celtic A. Both of these sides are safe. Uh, nothing really to play for. Don't be surprised if this game ends up a draw in Rat Downey on Sunday morning. Uh, big game in the Eamon Mark Coach Hard Division 2 League. St. Canis's are home to Freshford Town. Now this game is going to have a big bearing in A, who wins the league and B, who, who goes up. Canis's and Lions are joint top on 28 points. Uh, Freshford are a point behind them with 27. Both Freshford and Canis's have a game in hand on Lions, which indeed is this game on Sunday. If Canis's win this game on Sunday, you know, it'll really, really be a big, big victory for them and it'll go a long way. They'd be nearly guaranteed promotion. But if Freshford win it, you know it really is going to be stick a spanner in the works look at Freshford have been inconsistent since they came back into the league St. Canis's have had one or two real off days but overall they've been very good imagining that this is a really big game and they'll be very focused for it maybe that focus might well be enough to get Canis's the, the three points that will go a long way to go towards getting them promotion up into Division 1 league. There's one team in action in the Leinster Junior Plate. Lions travel away to St. Joseph's. I'm not even sure where they're from. That's on at 11 o'clock on Sunday morning. But as I said, there's two teams in Leinster Junior Cup action. Freebooters are in the last 32. This ill-fated game against Beachwood FC, this game has been abandoned two or three times, but it definitely goes ahead this Sunday at 1 o'clock in Dublin. Um, you know, Freebooters, I believe, are favourites to win this. You know, last 32, hopefully that'll they'll get the job done and get into the last 16. But Evergreen are two rounds ahead, of course, of Freebooters. They're in the last eight and they have a tough, tough task ahead of them next Sunday. They travel to Dublin to play Oliver Bond, who are one of the favourites to win this competition. Gary Maher, Evergreen A team manager, how are you? Not too bad, man. Yourself? Oh, sure. You know yourself, Gary, keeping the best side out. Um, okay. Listen, this is the you know, last eight of a Leinster Junior Cup. There wasn't going to be any easy draws, and you certainly didn't get an easy draw. But a lot of people, listen, Gary, won't know anything about this Oliver Bond. Tell us, first of all, tell us a little bit about these guys. Oliver Bond are an inner city Dublin team. Uh, they actually come from the inner city in around, uh, I'm not sure what part in the city, yeah. but they're in around the same area as Dutch or Celtic there. They're both out of the same community. They have two really strong teams. The first night came across from there, as I suppose, about three years ago there, and they started to pull a, a squad together and they started to cope through the divisions in the Leinster Senior League. Again, this year they're, they're top of their league. They have 12 plays. They're on a little over 30 points. I think only two draws. Or they're blotting their copybook through their year. Uh, they're going to come up into, they're going to be in intermediate football after this year. They're in the quarter-final of the FEI Junior Cup and the quarter-final of the Junior Cup. So they're a team, I suppose, in a rich vein of form. Uh, I suppose it would have been a draw. If I'm, if I'm honest with you, I'm hiding it. it would have been a draw we would have been looking to avoid the one we have this Sunday. But look, it is what it is. You have to beat these teams. Even to get them out of Dublin would have been a big team. But look, think we know the task ahead of us. It's not something that we're we're afraid of. We have to go do it. And just we know the job at hand. And hopefully we can get the, get the job done Sunday afternoon. Well, obviously, look at 
Garagorn on the last seven or eight years. Like, I mean, this is not a draw that, that Oliver Bond will be. You know, Evergreen, you, you know, you've gone very well in outside competitions over the last few years, so I'm sure Oliver Bond will have massive respect for you. Where do they play? Do they play out? Where, where do they play? In the, are in the AUL or where are they, Gar? No, they're, they're out with two different Astros, would you believe? They played this year in Astro, they were Usher Times Grange Gorman, which is another one that they use as well called Brickfield. It's, it's, it's a bit more central in the town, and no doubt we're in Brickfield on Sunday afternoon with the. With the seemingly a very hostile hostile environment up there um, look again it's another, it's another span of the work it's something that excites you it's matches the boys you want to be involved in it's, it's an area look to go up there and win will be, will be something special and something that the club probably hasn't done now in a number of years in a big occasion like this so okay it, it's, it's a huge task it's a hostile environment it's a tough place to go the fishers will be under pressure too everything is kind of stacked against us but look we're ready for it you know um you know, we've spoke a few times oh, as since the season started. Obviously, the first half of the season was was a struggle, but you're, you've never been in better form all season than you are now, Gary. So you've nothing to fear. How are you? Are you at full strength going up? What way are you fixing that res- in that respect? Yeah, look, I, I, I didn't hide it here. I suppose before Christmas on the show with yourselves, and I said we we were really struggling. I never had a struggle like it as long as I've been managing the lads. But at the minute, it, it's quite the opposite. We're, we're chomping at the bait. We're fully fit. We've a full full best panel to pick from in a long time. We've had that for the last number of weeks now. We had a couple of little slight niggas and knocks, and we had a, the odd COVID case here and there over recent weeks, but t- thankfully, travelling on Sunday, we're at full strength. Yeah, that's very important. Look at Gary, you know, last eight is, you know, Leinster Junior Cup, massive competition. You get very, very close to winning it a few years ago. There's going to, you know, if you're going to win it, the probability is whoever wins the Leinster Junior Cup was probably going to have to beat Oliver Bond and probably not end along the way. So, you know, the realistic side of it is you can't be afraid going up here. You just have to go up, be confident. Like, you have a very experienced bunch of players and, and more experienced probably than a lot of the Oliver Bond lads will be. I know they have one or two junior internationals. So, like, they they have to be wary of you as well, surely. Yeah, surely. I, I'd imagine they're taking nothing for granted that they, they would have heard about it and seen about our battles with, with, their, with their close rivals over the last couple of years in Usher Celtic, where we've had many a battle with them. Um, yeah, look, they won't be taken up lightly, I can, assure, I, I can assure you that. They're a well-organised team, they're well-drilled, well-coached with some, some really top players. But like you said, we're on the road a long time. I've been coming on this show for the last four years, saying that we're, the national competitions are standard there and where we want to be and where we want to be competing at come this time of year oh, I said it come March April we want to be in the next years in the FA Junior Cups and these are the ties you want to be in these are the games you want to be in you can't fear them you can't be afraid to go and play in these games you have to embrace the challenge you have to go take it head on and go do it you know, if, you're, if you're fearful of these challenges you're not going to win these cups you know that, that's the way you have to be you have to take it on take it and move on you know and be, look forward and we want to be a part of these games and these occasions I presume there's a, I see, we have a, a brother's WhatsApp group, you know, a few of my brothers that are involved with you there and everything, so I, I presume there's uh, there's a, going to be a lot of disappointed mothers on Mother's Day that waving goodbye to boyfriends and fathers that are heading to Dublin to watch this game on Sunday, Gar. Yeah, look, we are, I suppose, trying to, the environment we're going up to is not to, you know, like, we need to bring the crowd, we need to bring forward, so, and in fairness, again, the club and the occasion comes down, a lot of lads in the club, we have a big, big crowd coming up for the Sunday between the Boston by cars and different convoys, different ways going up Sunday, so, Again, that's something why you're proud to be involved in these matches and you want to be involved because match like this rests the appetite of everyone. Everyone wants to be played. That's the thing the headaches I'll have now this week with lads jumping at the bit to play. Lads, lads looking to get down off the bench and try and make an impact from there as well. So, look, it's really exciting week for us. It's, it's one of the weeks that, you 
know there's certain matches Monday or Sunday morning that don't really excite you or yeah. they look certain matches you'd, you'd prefer to be anywhere else on some Sunday morning but this is one of the weeks that when you, when you do the other 40 weeks of the year to be involved in games of this and the training sessions this week and the intensity and the, the build up and all that and the excitement so it's, look, it's, it's great to be at this stage but we're not happy just to be here to take part on Sunday we're not happy just to be to tick the box to say that we got to another Leicester Junior Cup quarter final we want to go win we want to move on our aspirations is to win the trophy regardless of whether it's Salah Bond or whatever the other teams might be in the, in, the, in the draw you know that's not getting ahead of ourselves we have to believe that we're good enough to go up and win on Sunday and we do believe that so we believe that we're firmly capable of competing with all the top junior sides in the country we've lost matches in, in fine margins over recent years you know a penalty shootout or the odd goal here or there or missed penalty you know that's the way these, these games go sometimes the margins are very tight but we just have to make sure come this Sunday that the margins are tight in the favour of ours and favour of us for once because you are due a little bit of look I mean you, you know you got to an answer Junior Cup final and FAA Junior Cup final you were unfortunate to come up against the Sheriff team who were at the peak of their powers at the time you know what I mean and look at the, you know from the outside looking in you're due a bit of look in some of these games and maybe someday's the day it'll happen for you yeah look hopefully we won't we won't <laughs> look, but you're right you need a bit of look along the way at certain times but you need you need to, be, to believe that you're going to to go beat these teams you need to believe that you're good enough to beat these teams regardless of what your senior national have in the team we have extra senior nationals we have ex-professional players we have everything they have we have the same you know yeah. we, we have we have everything that they have so as I said to you you can't be afraid to go up there and think oh just tick the box for playing all around the quarter final that can't be the case you have to go up there with a the game plan you have to go up there with the aspiration and the determination to go win up there on Sunday and that's what we're going that's what we're looking to do we're looking go up there and compete and get the, get the win and hopefully as you say if we've got that bit of luck or that bit of rubber green to get out of there with the win we'll take it and move on whatever it takes to get out of there come 4 o'clock Sunday that we're in the next, in the next round well, we'll be keeping a close eye on it, Gary, and as always, we wish you well, and, and as we do to Freeboard, it'd be great to see two Kilkenny teams in the Leinster Junior Cup final, and it's not beyond the bounds of possibility, and before I let you go, Gary, I have promised a certain individual that if I don't mention her, if some of these evenings when I'm talking to you, or better half, of course, Lorraine, if it wasn't for her, you wouldn't be able to manage this evergreen team, so there you are, Lorraine, I've acknowledged it now live on air. <laughs> Thanks, Jim, she'd be delighted with that. See you, Gary, take care. Thanks, bye, bye, bye. Yeah, you know it's a tough draw for him, Barry. Like it, you know, it like Oliver yeah. Bond. It's 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 by all accounts, it's an intimidating enough place to go there. You know, yeah. from a fairly tough side of the side of the world, side of the world. You know what I mean? But you know, this evergreen bunch of lads that have some really really experienced players going yeah, up there. Yeah. Sunday lads yeah. that have been in hostile Around environments before. You know, like I've been yeah. in a few myself in with the Oscar trainer team and, and some of these evergreen lads. They won't be found wanting when yeah. you know. I know Gary doesn't want to hear about look, but you, oftentimes when you go to these places, uh, yeah, you do need a little bit of look. You need an, a small little bit of look. Yeah. So we, we do wish them. We do wish them all the best. We better pay a few bills. We'll take the first break. When we come back, Liam Kelly or Oracle join us on the phone, and we look back at the four FA Cup quarterfinals that took place last weekend. Oh, he's got it! Jim Cashin with offside. Sean Maguire gets the goal! Annie here from TRP Kilkenny. We are delighted to team up with Offside Soccer on Community Radio Kilkenny City. And you're welcome back to part two of Offside, your weekly soccer programme here on Community Radio Kilkenny City. Liam Kelly O'Rourke, how are you? Evening, Jim. Evening, Burr. How are you doing? Oh, my God, there's some spring. You can hear the spring in the voice. Every, every week that passes, oh, yeah. this quadruple is getting closer to closer and closer. I'm, I'm and closer. about quadruples and triples. Ah, and uh, yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, Lord. Look, at the FA Cup took centre stage at the weekend. Um, 
as it turns out, all the results went according to plan. Little bit trickier in one or two of them than we thought. Let's start with the one that was played first. Middlesbrough nil, uh, Chelsea two. Lads, you know, we all felt that Middlesbrough might be getting Chelsea at, a, at the right time in, in, in this particular fixture, but uh, we were wrong and it was very, very comfortable lean for Chelsea and they never, they never allowed Middlesbrough to even get a smell of a giant killer, a giant killing. No, and I have to say, watching some of it on Saturday, it was quite a boring watch, to say the least. It offered very little. Middlesbrough kind of set up in a negative enough fashion. They, you know, they went very defensive. I think they had four or five at the back. Chelsea picked them off. And, you know, I think Chelsea just put in a workman-like performance and got the job done. I think I think if when Middlesbrough reviewed the game, they could have felt they, they could have set up differently and maybe targeted Chelsea a bit more, go for it, but... Look, Chelsea did the business and they motor on. Two goals bare for them in the first half an hour and it was never in doubt. No, and, and, Luka- and Lukaku, was go- of course, got one of them. I got one, yeah. But look, it was due. Yeah, they're, they're, they're a good cup side, though, aren't they, Chelsea? Because, they're you know, all right, yeah. you, you know, when you when you can't compare them to Liverpool and Man City, they, they don't play as dynamic a, 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 a football as they do, but they're still an they're effective, they're they're an effective side yeah, and, and, and they never, they never, like, I mean, Middlesbrough had knocked Manchester United and Spurs out in previous rounds, but Chelsea were no. well warned of that, and, and they didn't allow, they didn't even allow the smell, the smell of an upset. The other three on Sunday, Liam, Crystal Palace four, Everton nil. We all felt here, you know, last week that you'd, Palace, you would, you'd be fancying Palace to get through, but nobody could see that hiding coming for him for Everton, Liam. No, and it's a sorry state of affairs for Everton. I mean, it's like you could you could make the point that the FA Cup is the last competition they want to be in at the moment. Uh, considering their current predicament, but to get a hiding like that is going to do morale no good. And I mean, Frank Lampard, he strikes me as an individual who wants the right type of players in the dressing room. And by the looks of it, he doesn't have the right type of characters in the Everton dressing room. And it's that was, you know, if the, if ever a performance summed up that they're not one bit interested, I think that was the game. He'll want to say start again in the summer and bring bring in his own type of players. But if he doesn't keep keep them in the league. Well, he can forget about that because whether the whether the players or Frank Lampard is at fault, he needs to get them to stay up. And at the moment, it doesn't look like they care. Um, Bear, you know, we all know about the the travails of 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 Everton, but Crystal Palace are are just getting better and better well, yeah, as the season well, goes well, on. Like you said, we all felt they'd win. We didn't think they'd win four 0 but. They were very impressive. And look, it won't be a pushover for Chelsea in the semi-final, that's no, for sure. No, we'll come to that. Um, the most, conv- you know, that, that was convincing. Man City were convincing as well. For a minute, Liam, it looked like Southampton were after, got back on level terms, but City just kicked on a gear again. And uh, Southampton will be disappointed with, the, with their performance in this game, won't they? Yeah, I, it was very hard to see them getting anything from the game or qualifying for the next round. And uh, look, Southampton are a club where if they get to that stage of a competition, it's a really good season and they maintain where they are in the league. So they very much have gotten to where they want to get to. City, on the other hand, you just feel with the pressure coming on from Liverpool in the league, that constant pressure in the Champions League, that if they can't win the Holy Grail, I, I nearly think a double is nearly is only acceptable for Pep Guardiola because... Like they've they've conquered the league, they've been there, done that. The pressure is to win the Champions League, and you know maybe an FA Cup in the back pocket may just uh, help Pep's cause if he doubles up at a Premier League. But uh, I think they're going to take it really, really seriously. And that semi-final with Liverpool in a couple of weeks is juicy, at least. And we we'll talk about that in a sec. Uh, Bear, what did you make of City? Like it was, yeah, well, again, you know, I, you know, I, I, um, 
I have to say, I was kind of disappointed in Southampton. Yeah. You know, I thought more, that they would produce more and upset City a little bit more. They never really got among them as Southampton can, but uh, City were in control, I felt, most of the game, nearly all the game. Yeah, it, it was, yeah, it was, look at it, it was routine, I think, is the best ah, way you have to describe it, perfect, you know. Yeah. Liam, Sunday evening, Liverpool won one nil. Um, you know, for long periods, you know, it didn't, it, it looked like, it, <laughs> to be honest with you, I thought it was heading for penalties, I thought this game, I didn't, it didn't look like there was a goal going to come, Forrest had one or two good chances, but this is a real sign that when you're going well, Liam, and you have a belief that you're going to win games, and when you have, you know, strikers, you know, on the pitch and on the bench, that there, there is someone there that'll nick you the win. And, and this was, I think this was a very important win for Liverpool because it shows that you can't just go out and just play like, you know, play brilliantly and win 3 and 4 nil. You have to be able to dig out results and that's what Liverpool done here. True, but call it Liverpool arrogance, but I never felt the result was in doubt. I don't know what it is. I just think with this Liverpool side at the moment, whether it's down to uh, the strength of the squad or just reliability over a consistent period of three or four seasons, that they just know how to get the job done. I mean, it was I, you take two seasons ago, Liverpool, were when they were clocking up 90-odd points in the league, they were putting in magnificent performances nearly every week. Now it's almost that bit different, whereas they're not playing fantastic every week, but they're just doing enough, and you never really doubt them. And I think that was the case on Sunday. Not Hill Forest set up brilliantly, and they were well coached. They they went in with a plan. They caused Liverpool a lot of bother. They actually had the better chances as well. I mean, if you're going on the fi- on the the general flow of the game, Nottingham Forest probably deserved to go through. But you kind of felt Liverpool had it in their hands that you could you felt they could step it up in gear if required. And once it went one nil, I I think that was curtains. So I don't know if that's arrogance, but it's it's confidence that Liverpool always get the job done. But. Nottingham Forest are a classy team and they would not be out of place in the Premier League. Um, what did you make of it, Bear? I, I have to admit I didn't see an awful lot of it. But, like Liam, even though I wasn't looking at the match that much, I always felt that Liverpool are going to win this. They've been doing this all year. They've been getting 1-0 wins, which is very un-Liverpool-like. But you've been saying here about any three of five yeah, you have. have and you said there's one of these guys going to get that goal and yeah and that's exactly Jordan what happened the, 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 the draw for the semi-finals Liam is very interesting I mean this Liverpool City game now is causing a lot of problems because obviously it's to be played in Wembley there's some issue with a train strike or something that day I see that both sets of both fans are both Liverpool and City now are coming out looking for the game to be played in the north preferably maybe Old Trafford because of the size um, I think the fact that it, you know it may not be in Wembley would definitely definitely play into Liverpool's hands in this semi-final yeah, yeah I suppose you could make that case I just think what, wherever it's played whether it's Wembley or, or somewhere in Manchester uh, Old Trafford of course if it was to be yeah. played there <laughs> um, I, I, I don't think it matters to be perfectly honest I think we're dealing with two high-quality teams, high-quality in very different respects. Liverpool have a far better strike force. Their squad is, is improving season on season, but yet, yet City are such a well-oiled machine that I, I, I think if they played it in the Castle Park, we'd still probably get a thrilling, a thrilling game with you know plenty of tactical nuances placed in as well for good measure. So I wouldn't get bogged down on whether it's Wembley or Old Trafford or, or anywhere else. I, I don't think it matters. I, I do think... Like I'm not sure is that the weekend after it's their, the week, their yeah, they're, they're, they'll be playing on they're playing on the tenth in the league and then they're playing yeah. the semi final on the sixteenth. So within six days, they're going to be two massive, massive games. Yeah. Let's. 
Yeah, strangely enough, I do think whoever loses the league fixture will be driven on that bit more in the FA Cup because it's going to be a real hard blow to take in the league and the FA Cup will take that bit more importance. So that league fixture is key in that. Yeah. Um, how do you see it, Bear? Liverpool City, like in the, in the Cup semi-final? Yeah, well, I, I don't really believe it matters where it's played. Yeah, but that's fair the, enough. The thing about the, the two best teams are two of the best teams yeah. in England. That's for sure. And yeah, people look forward to it. And I have to say, either of them are capable, you know, of beating the other. Uh, there's no question of that. On, on any day. So it, it's really something to look forward to. But that's a good point Liam made, that whoever loses that one will be up for, up up for a, the following week. That's yeah. for sure. Well, we do have some juicy football to look forward Aye. to in April. Um, Crystal Palace and Chelsea, you know, Liam, Crystal Palace will give Chelsea a game, won't they? Well, yeah, I think it'll be a bridge too far for them, but they'll certainly put in a performance. I mean, I've said it a couple of times throughout the season, I don't think Crystal Palace's league position justifies how well they've played at times. They're, again, they're another well-coached um, they're a well-coached side. So they will give Chelsea a game. They put crookedness on Chelsea at Selhurst Park a couple of weeks ago in the league. They, You know, Chelsea are, although they're, you know, Thomas Tuchel has built a really good team, they're by no means the finished article yet. And there's no reason on their day why Crystal Palace can't cause Chelsea a lot of problems. I mean, we don't need to go into the off-field stuff as well. Maybe that will have an impact. I do think Chelsea will have too much class on the day. But Crystal Palace make a good start and we could, be in, we could be in for one head of a semi-final. I see they've announced today that there will be Chelsea fans at yeah, that yeah, FA Cup yeah, semi-final yeah. And, and whatever ticket uh, money from the Chelsea side of things is going to go to the Ukrainian fund. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's only right, isn't it? That's, oh, that's, it is you know, as long yeah. as as long as Obramovich is not, yeah. ga- is not gaining not it. Um, there was only four games played in the Premier League at the weekend. Last, uh, Friday night, Wolves 2 leads 3 this was a remarkable game Wolves were 2-0 up cruising had a man sent off very very harshly and Leeds just completely took over Liam and you know a week ago Leeds were in awful trouble but they're 6 points now and it's looking fairly good for them now isn't it? Yeah that, that game was Leeds in a nutshell in the first half they were absolutely terrible they offered nothing Wolves were dominating the game and they were just them, their usual selves when it comes to this season second half they, they got the rub of the green with the red card Things started to go their way. They got a bit of confidence, and they did. You know, they, they they're missing. We we featured on this program before the attacking uh, players that they're missing. And I saw Patrick Bamford as well. His injury woes are carrying on. So uh, they've had they've been really unfortunate in that department of the pitch. But they found that energy that we haven't seen since the tail end yeah. of last season, and that got them over the line, albeit with a bit of luck. I I don't think they're out of it, but I do think now psychologically they have an upper hand over the rest. Yeah, they, I think you know they have a seven point buffer over Watford. Yeah, yeah, only, yeah, and yeah, I think, so. I think they're going to be okay now. They're the kind of a team, they're going to get more points. Yeah, they, 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 they could lose a few 4-0, but they will, they'll win they'll one they'll or they'll two more. They'll 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 yeah, I think yeah. they'll be safe. You know? um, on Saturday, Laz Arsenal made a big statement. 1-0 win away to Aston Villa. Like, this fourth spot is very much theirs to throw away, Liam. And uh, that was a really, really important win for Arsenal, wasn't it? Yeah, in some respects it was almost bigger than the Liverpool match because I don't think anyone felt they were ever going to beat Liverpool or even get anything off Liverpool. But it's been a really good week for them. I mean, they, they weren't disgraced against Liverpool. They put in a great performance. And then when the real test came, that traditional Saturday lunchtime match where, how often have we said, big teams haven't been up for for all sorts of different reasons. Well, they turned up and they got the win. Now, that's caveated by saying Aston Villa have had a really poor last couple of months. But at the same time, Arsenal did their job 
And out of all the teams in the mix for the top four, they have to be strong, strong favourites now because you simply, while Spurs and I'd say Spurs, Manchester and, and Manchester United definitely are a far better eleven than Arsenal on their day, but you just can't trust them. You don't know what you're going to get. Whereas Arsenal, they beat the teams they should beat, and they have a poor record against the top six, but that record against the other 14 and probably get them over the line. Spurs had a good 3-1 win against West Ham. You know, West Ham from the euphoria yeah. of the, the Thursday night getting through yeah, against yeah. Seville. It was always going to be a mentally difficult challenge against Spurs. But Bear, I, like, I, I agree with Liam that Arsenal are the favourites in this, t- in this, but I think Spurs... Spurs have an easier run yeah. in than Arsenal and crucially they still have to play one another as well and uh, I think this fourth spot is a straight fight between it's Arsenal and it's, Spurs it's not you know signed, sealed and delivered as the lad said and there's a lot of football still to be played yeah, you know, yeah. Arsenal would definitely be favourites with the bookies that's for sure yeah. but you never know. You never know. And quickly, uh, Liam Lester had a 2-1 win against Brentford. Um, I had Brentford in me treble. I did not know that Christian Eriksen had COVID. I would not have had Brentford in me <laughs> treble if, if I had known that. Um, but Brentford are still going to be okay, aren't they? You should have texted uh, Thomas Frank. But yeah, yeah Brent- Brentford are going to be all right. I mean, look, they were in a bit of a relegation. They were in relegation bother for a couple of weeks, but they have too much quality without Christian Eriksen, never mind with him, to be dragged into that mess and they'll be alright for another season and Leicester I have to say look they don't get a lot of coverage because basically they're in no man's land at the moment yeah. but they, they have been really really disappointing this season I mean they nearly got top four twice and they were and you know they had the FA Cup six, uh, success as well so like it, it has been a serious drop off for them yeah um Look, before we leave the Premier League, Bear, I know we've done it a few times, but how do you see it now, Liverpool or City? What's your gut feeling? Well, last week we were saying Liverpool, you know, yeah. because they're on a roll, and but like, it's a toss-up. Yeah. I, I still think Liverpool might nick the league, Yeah, but it's toss-up. Liam, what do you think? I know, look, at, objectively, please. <laughs> um, look, I think... Truthfully, I do think Liverpool will win the league, but I am very worried, yes, about the Manchester City fixture, because that's the, the game, but this Manchester United fixture is hovering around now for the past couple of weeks, we can't get a date for it, we're coming towards the stage of the season now where games are going to be quick, and they're going to be, you know, maybe two games a week at certain stages, and I have a terrible, terrible feeling that this United game could be put on at the most un- inconvenient <laughs> time for Liverpool. And, I, and as bad as United are at times and the problems they have, they can cause Liverpool problems. And if Liverpool aren't at it or it's put on at a time that doesn't suit Liverpool, that would worry me, even more so than the City game. Yeah, I, I, you know, I think this is going to be really hard to call. I think the bookies are still fairly strongly on, on Manchester City's oh, side. Are, yeah. You know, yeah. which, which, you know, if you were looking for a bit of value, even from a betting point of view, Liverpool are definitely the value. But I am inclined to agree with you, Liam. I think, I think there's at least one, if not two, twists, lads, on this. Oh, and is, the man. twist may not come in the fixture between oh, them. They may well, yeah. they may well end up playing out a one-all draw that day. But I see Liverpool still have to play United. They still have to play City. They still have to play Everton. They still have to play Spurs. They still have to go to Newcastle. Stop, Jim. Stop, Jim. Stop. No, but they still have to go go to Newcastle. I'm just saying, you know, they, you know, Manchester City still have to play Liverpool. But you know, they, they I'm looking. They, they have Newcastle as well, but crucially, they have them at home. 
but you know Sissy still have to go to West Ham who on any given day you know lads there's going to be twists there's, oh, Liam, there's no way both teams are going to win all their games there's going to be twists and oh, it's going to is. it's going to be it's going to be it's great to look forward to. oh it's going to be something really well to look forward to right that was a scary fixture list Jimmy yeah. just gave us uh, yeah, isn't, it, isn't it amazing what I have on the top of my head Liam I wasn't reading that at, <laughs> for many we have a text here saying Liam the Liverpool Manchester United game is fixed for Tuesday, the nineteenth of April, there 8 you are. I will have some job. I'll have some job getting the crowd lads for training and Fort Rangers training <laughs> that Tuesday. <night. laughs> right, we better take a break. When we come back, we'll uh, we look ahead to the Ireland international coming up and a few other bits and pieces that have happened in the world of football since we were here last Tuesday. Jim Cashin with Offside with Burr Scott and many special guests from the world of soccer. Fifteen seconds into. The team at TRP Kilkenny are delighted to team up with Kilkenny's number one soccer programme, Offside Soccer, only on Community Radio Kilkenny City. And you're welcome back to part three of Offside, your weekly soccer programme here on Community Radio, Kilkenny City. Uh, we have 16 minutes to go. Our text number, if you have any contributions to make, as always, is 86 3537782 that's 0863537782 before we leave the club stuff since we were here last Tuesday night the draw course has been made for the quarter finals of the Champions League now Liam if you are allowed peek into the into the ball and reach in and pick out the team they wanted to play, you would have picked out Benfica. And then just to put the icing on the cake, you got the away leg first. I mean, in all fairness, surely to God, this there was someone smiling down at Liverpool when this draw was made. Oh, with, a, with an organisation like UEFA, I'd actually believe that story. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it was the perfect draw. I mean, no, without being disrespectful to Benfica. They are the weakest side left in the competition. Liverpool are on a roll. They could not be in better form. Their squad is as strong as it has been over the past three or four seasons. They've recovered from the blip last year. And, like, I, I can't make a case for Benfica at all. I just think Liverpool will be fired up. And you could argue some teams, when they're being linked with quadruples, the pressure really, really comes on them and they might wilt. I, I think Liverpool are really, really loving this pressure, if you want to put it like that. Jurgen Klopp is up for it. He's constantly going over to the cop, gesturing his, you know, with excitement. Liverpool are up for this as a team and as a and as, and as a management team as well. And I just think Benfica will be um they'll just be out of their depth. Yeah. Liverpool over two legs yeah. are way too well, good you, for you Benfica. You mentioned look there, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, that's look. Yeah. You draw Benfica, you would like you said you would have picked them. Yeah, absolutely. Um the winners of that then will play the winners of Villarreal and Bayern Munich. I have to say, Liam and, and Bear, I think Villarreal are being disrespected a lot in the, in, in this Bayern Munich right on their day are a super force. But they've 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 not been under day in every no, game this season, no. both domestically and in European competition. Villarreal are an extremely well coached and organised under Umay Emery, and I'm not saying they'll knock Bayern out, but I think they're they're going to be a lot much more difficult opponent over two legs for Bayern than the bookies are allowing for Liam. Yeah, I, I would tend to agree. And although Unai Emery hasn't won this competition, he's proven with his record that he knows how to set up, to set up teams in European competition. And uh, and although quality does come down to it when you get to this stage, there also is a level of cuteness needed and understanding of when to make the correct move. And no one is better than Unai Emery in that respect. We all see what he did with Sevilla. So he's going to set up this Villarreal team to be difficult to beat. And he's certainly going to give them the best chance possible. I do think Bayern Munich will go through, but Bayern Munich have not impressed me. 
I mean, for whatever reason, they just seem a bit sluggish at times. They're not always in, at their A game. And uh, I do feel that they won't rob home. It'll take a bit of a, a squeeze, but they'll get there. Bayern Munich over two legs, you'd probably favour Bayern. Well, again, they'd be favourites. But look, Liam said a mouthful there. He hasn't been impressed. I think they've been a shadow of what they have been in past seasons. Yeah. All right, they're still a fair side, and maybe on their day they'll produce it. But I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be backing them to win it out. Well, put it this way: from that half of the draw, I have to say I see Liverpool in the final coming out of that half of the draw. Do you, Bear? You would imagine, yeah, they'd be definitely favourites to come out of that. Yeah, that half of the draw, Liam. You know, from a Liverpool yeah. perspective, you'd have to fancy Liverpool, you know, to come out of that half a draw of the draw and be sitting in the final, wouldn't you? Yeah, and I think the look if. Bayern Munich do make it through and, and they just about should like I, I don't think I think Liverpool are a far superior team than even Bayern Munich and whatever about a blip in one of the legs where Bayern Munich could win the game or get a draw I can't see Liverpool slipping up twice I just there, there's a mistake in them but there's not that big a mistake in them uh, the other half of the draw now of course is considerably trickier um, City you know have Atletico Madrid they have them at home in the first leg now lads Simeone is just going to love this like he is just going to love this <laughs> winding up Guardiola um, winding up and this is a this is a t- like put it this way lads worse teams than Atletico Madrid have knocked Manchester City out mm-hmm. of the Champions League in recent times and this is a dodgy dodgy game over two legs for uh, for Man City Liam and I'm not saying they won't go through but it's 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 a dodgy one well I will I don't think they will go through because I just uh, at times look Diego Simeone is a bit of a child uh, with his conduct on the sideline and, uh, and in other places as well but Pep Guardiola is well capable of throwing a tantrum himself, himself and we've seen in the Champions League last season where he played his defenders so far up the pitch that he disrespected, uh, disrespected Chelsea there that he doesn't always pay the respect to the opposition he deserves and if you don't pay respect to Atletico Madrid like you should he'll pay a very very harsh penalty because Atletico Madrid will be there's plenty of adjectives of I could use, but I won't use them well, on they'll, air. They'll be dogs of war. They'll be dogs yeah. of war, lads. Mm. Yeah. You know. And I don't think City will be able to deal with it. I, I just think Pep Guardiola can be very stubborn, and I think it catches up with him at times. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I think it'll be tricky. I still slightly give it to Man City over two legs, but it's a, it's, it's going to be a real battle for them. What do you think, Barry? I think, again, that could go either way. Yeah. I would not be surprised to see Atletico Madrid go through there. The last one then is Chelsea against Real Madrid and you know Real Madrid you know came good in the last half an hour against Paris Saint-Germain Paris Saint-Germain did what Paris Saint-Germain always do and bottled it when, when push came to shove I see they were beaten 3-0 by the dog and duck in France or Monaco or someone at the weekend I think Pochettino is going to be turfed over there very soon um, Liam over two legs you know Real Madrid are you know have some good young players but their star performers are still there that you know the the Benzema's and the Luka Modric's and um, this is a tricky one for Chelsea over two legs isn't it it's tricky for both sides and I was just thinking as you were talking there like it can be, it's very easy to be, be very easy to be pulled in by the Real Madrid brand but like as someone who watches La Liga from time to time they've been like some days they're absolutely magnificent and they'll smash a team 4-0 and then you'll get a result like we did at the weekend in El Clasico where they'll be on the other side of it so Real Madrid I hate using this phrase but they seem to me as a casual viewer of La Liga to be in transition um, whereas Chelsea although they're not up to City and Liverpool's level they're I think despite all the problems they are a well coached team with that bit more experience 
I know you mentioned the, a couple of Real Madrid figureheads there, but they are. There's a lot of young players in the mix there as well. So I just think Thomas Tuchel know how we'll get Chelsea over that one. Do you think Chelsea go through over the two legs? Yeah, am, am I right or wrong? Didn't Chelsea knock Real Madrid out? A couple of seasons back. Oh, I think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, no, I'd fancy Chelsea to beat him. Now, look, I have to say, the Real Madrid in the last twenty minutes against Paris Saint-Germain uh, were magnificent. I loved yeah. watching it. It was terrific. And that third goal of a Benzema, or whatever you call him, I thought it was a brilliant striker's goal. But I think Chelsea will do him. I think too, Chelsea will be ready way, for Yeah, well, Chelsea, you know, the way he lines his up, the, yeah, he, the way he lines know, up... Like, Modric was such an important man in that game the other night. Yeah. He'll have somebody doing a job on him, yeah. I feel. Yeah, well, I'd, I'd be inclined to agree. I think over two legs it'll be tricky, but I'd, I'd be, I'd, I think I wouldn't be surprised if you had Man City and Chelsea in one semi-final and Liverpool and Bayern Munich in the other, but you look at... We have no Premier League, of course, to look forward to this weekend, lads, because it's the international break. Ireland have a very, well... <laughs> this is the way it's been pitched a very glamorous friendly on Saturday night at home to Belgium a sold out Aviva Stadium there's going to be a lot of young lads going up there next Saturday in their Ireland jerseys looking forward to seeing Kevin De Bruyne and Eden Hazard and Romelu Lukaku and Courtois on the goal and Liam they're going to be bitterly disappointed because there's none of them boys going to be playing for Belgium yeah <laughs> and I, even just watching on from the television I was looking forward to seeing those players as well because we're damned like as much as we want to support Ireland you're not going to get the, the best performance in the world out of them so especially in the friendly so with the, it's hard to know what like I sold out of Eva to watch a Belgian second team take on an Ireland team that let's be let's give Stephen Kenny credit they play a lovely brand of football it'll get them so far but against teams like Belgium and I even fear against Belgium's not so strong team it could end up being very very unpretty but um, look we won't get into that Stephen Kenny debate but yeah. I, I'm not quite sure what, I, I don't think it would be a sellout Jim if they knew the full facts let's put it that way yeah but of course like obviously you know you know, and I know people and I know families that have paid 70 quid for tickets for kids to go up to this game on, on, on Saturday night and um, it's just that they're going to be a bit disappointed aren't they Burr because no, the young lads want to see yeah, these Premier the League they want yeah. to see these Premier League stars even if, that even, even if they were there on the sideline to be delighted you know, but they won't even be on you know look at what, how do you, I know Oh, look at it it's it's meaningless and it doesn't matter and all the rest but you know Kenny had Ireland are improving under Kenny he's unearthing a lot of players that we yeah. never even heard Ireland, of you know what I mean and yeah. there's a couple more in this squad lads from Oxford and other places um you know a positive performance and a decent result on on Saturday bit Lithuania then next Tuesday night I don't think WV will be sold out for the Lithuania no, game somehow no, or other no. but you know really he just wants a decent performance yeah, well, yeah, against Belgium to, and a win you against you Lithuania to keep the thing going you know you yeah. want to keep making progress so hopefully they will do okay you know in fairness Liam he is you know he he's he's unearthing players whether they turn out to be good enough or not you have to give him a bit of credit you know what i mean like we you know we don't have the Kevin De Bruyne and Eden Hazards and all of these lads to call and so he is combing the English and Scottish leagues and, and further afield for, for Irish players and you have to give them credit for that surely you do um, like we are what we are you know we are what we are I, I, I'm very conflicted on it because look the people who work on the grassroots will have a far more they'll have a far greater understanding as to whether it's working or not I it's evident to see that we are playing a far more attractive brand of football you know in certain games where we go out and play football against far inferior sides, even to us, it can be wonderful to watch. 
but do we have that plan B where we can go back to the old reliable or as close as we can to it when we're playing teams like Belgium in more important games than Saturday? That's that's the only question I want, or you know, the question I pose because we want to be playing attractive football, and everyone keeps going on about it and making that point, and that's why they back Stephen Kelly to the hills. But we want to be qualifying for major tournaments, and uh, I, I don't know, I don't know if it'll work, and I genuinely don't know. So I'm willing, to, I'm willing to stay on the Stephen Kenny train for the moment. <laughs> Speaking of major tournaments, it looks like Ireland, along with Northern Ireland, Scotland, Wales, and England, um. are going to be the hosts of Euro 2028. Not having beaten off massive uh, competition <laughs> to host this. In fact, uh, we are now the only. <laughs> <laughs> the only bid for this um, for this tournament, Liam. Um, look at it, we don't want to be like, not looking at it from a political point of view. I think you know there's a lot going on in the world, and there's a lot. This is going to cost a lot of money, and an awful lot of the narrative over the next few days is going to be about how much it's going to cost and whether it's of any benefit to Ireland or whatever. Personally, I think look at let's take it. Oh, you know what I mean. Yeah. The one thing I do hope does like that our our brilliant name. In international, in the international standing, is not tarnished by an association um, with course, England, and and because there's a very small percentage of England fans that have really turned the world against England because mm. of their behaviour, Liam. And I think we ha- we we need to be very careful that we keep well. We're we're <laughs> joint. It's a joint bid, but we have nothing to do with the with the other side of it because it you know wherever the England fans go, there's going to be carnage. They are, look, well, that's the truth, and we, how many times have we seen it? But I think England, in a strange sort of a way, need us more than we need yeah, them. I, I mean, so. I don't think we necessarily need this major tournament. I do like, I do think when it comes around, all these moaners, look, the main point people make seem to make against it is this, you know, grassroots won't get funding and la di yada 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 I, I would just argue that whether we held the tournament or not, those who are stingy are going to continue to be stingy. So let's just go along with it because it is going to give the country a boost. I think if England were to go alone, I, I don't think they'd have a prayer of getting it. I yeah. think Ireland's reputation, rightly or wrongly, especially with the fans, has been a huge asset to this bid. And by the same token, we we, we benefited as a result as well. So I think, look, in this kind of a situation, England win because they get, get, they get what they want. Their country is, uh, you know, on the European centre stage and we get a bit of that pie as well. So... I don't see a downside. Look at we. Look at I. I'm being inclined to agree. The world will be a different place, bare in six yeah. years' time. Yeah. And when the time comes, let's hope that all the host nations auto- automatically qualify. In which case, you know what I mean. That one, <laughs> well, I was we might, say, yeah. Let's hope I'm still around. Listen, that, you know, um, um, Liam, Bear, one couple of little yokes that I picked up on on the papers today. There's there's rumor going around that a certain Lionel Messi may end up back. At Barcelona next season, Liam, have, have you seen that little nugget of a story? I didn't. Um, I'm, I'm not surprised to hear it. I think Messi himself would probably like, from a romantic point of view, to finish his career at Barcelona. I think if he really wants it, he should be given the opportunity to do it. But I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I, I don't know if Messi, at his, at his current juncture in his career is really going to be a major difference for any club, including Barcelona. So I'd like to see it happen. I think there's a bit of romance in it, but Messi has been the best player in the world. 
and there's no one questioning that. Yeah. But at this at this stage of his career, he's not going to make or break any club. What do you make of that I, story, Bert? I, I think it will happen. Do you think so? I, I do. Yeah, I think. And the fact that up. the fact that Xavi, the Barcelona manager, yeah, has gone out of his way to say that the door will always be, be open. open yeah. I don't think there's any doubt that this move to Paris has not worked no, at all no, for Lionel and Messi and he's not body, happy there language, no, not. You know. and quickly lads for the last minute Borussia Dortmund have confirmed that er- Erling Haaland is going to leave them this summer um, Man-, Man City pole position to get this guy is, aren't they Liam? Well, if they're, not, if they're not in the mix to get him, there's going to have to be some serious questions asked of Pep Guardiola or whoever's making the decisions there because as much as he likes to deny it, City need a striker and uh, he's the perfect... Uh, if he's available, he's the perfect man to get. And uh, look, typical Dortmund, they're a big club in so many respects, but they're, they're a selling club at the end of the day and I think City will pick them up. Is there anything on the machine yeah, well, before just, we go, I just Bert? have to mention this. <laughs> uh, Texter says, we dodged the bullet by not having the England versus Germany game in the 2020 Euros. Yeah, so we, we definitely did. And we that's, did. I, think, I think that is a very po- uh, valid point. Well made. Liam, as always, we'll, uh, thanks for joining us and we'll give you a shout again next Tuesday night. Get back to your studies. <laughs> thanks, lad. <laughs> See you, Liam. And Bert, sure, yeah, you'll be back with Pat on Saturday. Yeah, I'm away this weekend, oh, so away, I'm, I won't right. be around, but we'll be back. Tr- we we'll have a treble we'll have a treble I'll text it to Bear Saturday morning as always to the listeners uh, thanks for the text message we didn't get to read them all thanks for listening the hour has caught up with us Kevin Lafar is up next and um, we'll be back next Tuesday night 6 to 7 good night and God bless